Yeah, sometimes you're having a great day, like you got good sleep, you're eating really healthy food, you had a really fun experience with going to your friends, and you're in an awesome headspace, and you're like, you're dialed in, and you're talking to somebody that has the same, like multiple intelligence that you do, then you can, you can go really far, really fast. But sometimes you're going to talk to somebody that processes information differently than you do, and it's going to be a struggle. Today, we get to speak with Alicia Jane Buss. She is an equine-facilitated life coach, host, and producer of the YouTube channel Horsepower Empowerment through Connection. She's currently on tour around the U.S. as she collaborates with equine-assisted learning and mental health facilities to create promotional short videos and increase visibility for the equine industry. She's on a mission to empower a billion people on the planet. So let's listen into this conversation as we learn a bit more about Alicia. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Jane. I really appreciate you having me on here and getting to meet a whole new audience and share the excellent message. I'm doing excellent, just so fun. Life is great. Awesome, fantastic. So what really attracted me to your content and the way you were talking and, and all that you're about was, you know, the horsepower coaching. I think that's I think that's mainly the name of the podcast. And I love horses. I was like horse and then there's power in there because we like power. We like personal power. We like to have that ability to control ourself, right? So mm -hmm. all of that combined and then coaching, I love teaching people on how to be good with technology, how to use video cameras, how to do, do setup studios, how to uh, launch launch a website, how to, you know, work different techni technological, technological things. So I was like, there's a lot of synergies here. We need to connect. We need to talk. So thank you so much for accepting the invite. You're welcome. My pleasure. So the first, the, the first thing that I love to get into is the origin story. And the reason I like origin stories is, you know, we've been watching Marvel do those for the past 10 and a half years and anytime. well i am kind of a superhero so i mean it makes sense that you would want to hear my origin hell story. yeah so <laughs> you know everybody knows what an origin 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 story is so tell us a version of your journey Ooh, a version of my story well once upon a time there was a little girl who grew up on 15 acres and she loved horses and on one beautiful day, on May 25th, 1985, my grandfather drove up in a horse trailer and delivered two white ponies. Wow. And I stood at the window by the apple tree and I looked out and I couldn't even begin to believe my eyes as I saw them come up the driveway and be unloaded out of that white trailer. And they snorted and they were bounced around and they were so excited to be in their new home. And then they went out to the field and they ran about free on a couple of acres. And I ran out across the soft grass 
and got to come up to the fence and they came up to me and they put their noses in my hands and I got to smell their sweet, soft noses and I was in love. And so that began my journey of getting to have my own ponies and later horses. Now, as a young girl, I struggled a lot with anxiety and depression and just quite dramatic expressions of emotion, <laughs> as many young girls do at the age of 13. <laughs> and I had my, I had a horse up until I was 16. Actually, I, when I was 10, I, nine and 10, I fractured my left wrist and then broke my left arm. And my mother, who was a city girl, said, that's it. No more horses. <laughs> And I was like, oh, the worst day ever. And so every single day for six years, I looked through the newspaper, you know, for those of us old enough to remember what actual newspapers, newspapers looked, looked like. like. <laughs> <laughs> and every single day, like literally every single day for six years, I looked in the classifieds for horses and I was like, what about this one, mom? What about this one, dad? And so finally, after six Six years on my 16th birthday, they bought me another horse. Nice. Uh, Morgan, Philly, and her mom. And um, so that became a whole nother journey into horses. And there was, there was a sad end to that. So the, uh, my one horse was actually stolen from me. Wow. When I was on my 19th birthday. There were a lot of birthday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Milestones on birthdays. happened on my birthday. <laughs> and so since we're following the birthday track, we'll just fast forward um to my 40th birthday which was this summer on may 25th of 2020 i turned 40 and on my 40th birthday i decided to give myself this amazing gift the best gift that any human being can ever give themselves which is i decided to give myself the gift of stepping into my power and letting go of all of my limiting beliefs across my dynamics nice and yes thank you and it was this beautiful thing and i stepped into that and that's when i really started to experience the magic of believing in myself and getting in front of the camera and doing the interviews which i started on june 24th and um i closed my massage practice because um, I'm a medical massage therapist by trade. I've been doing that for 18 years. Mm. And otherwise, since I was five, that's a different story. <laughs> and um, that was just kind of like the gift that God in the universe gave me was to be healing and nurturing. I really wanted to work with horses when I was younger. But um, my family didn't believe that there was any money in, in horses. So they dissuaded me from pursuing my passions at a young age. Um, or parents and children out there don't do that <laughs> <laughs> don't do it it's <laughs> a terrible idea um, just be you know like pragmatic in the whole experience <laughs> Absolutely. ask all the right questions you know what's your why what's your why it's a very important question to ask yourself in anything that you do in life yeah. to stay in alignment with your integrity and your values and to not operate out of the space of fear a lot of people operate out of a space of fear and that's non-ideal. Um, so what I do with the life coaching and the horses, so when my clinic closed, I did close originally because of COVID. Um, not because I or anybody else, <laughs> but because the governor mandated for all massage therapists in the state of Washington, where I'm from, yeah. um, to close down their practice. 
And so it was closed for three months and I grieved for just two days before pivoting my business and hopping on a ton of Zoom calls all over the world in regards to equine assisted learning, equine facilitated mental health. Um, there aren't as many equine facilitated life coaches out yeah. there, um, but we are out there. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing to get to do. Yeah. It technically falls under the realm of equine assisted learning. It's very important to know that because there's a difference in scope of practice for um, life coaches and equine assisted learning versus mental health. Um, and it's important to understand that difference when you're engaging with your clients so you can respect those boundaries and refer out as it's appropriate so that your clients can be as well supported as possible and you don't fall down the rabbit hole and accidentally trigger somebody and not yeah. be able to pull them out. I mean, accidentally triggering happens, directing them to the proper people is also yeah, very important exactly. the argument. Um, and so I just listened to a lot of people in my field and they kept telling me that they didn't really feel um, like they, they, they felt alone basically. And they didn't feel like people understood what it is that we do as a profession. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm smart and moderately attractive to most people. I could, I could probably do something about that. <laughs> 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 so yeah. I, uh, I figured out how to do Zoom and upload things onto YouTube. And then I just had this really beautiful experience of getting to um, talk to people literally all over the world and have them share their own personal stories about the obstacles that they overcame to be able to live their dreams today. And the reason that I integrated that into um, the storyline on Horsepower Empowerment Through Connection, my channel, was so that not only would people understand what we do um, as a profession of equine assisted learning and mental health practitioners, but that they would have inspiration and hope when they heard about the stories of other people who would overcome obstacles. Because during these uncertain times, a lot of people shut down and they don't even begin to think that they can, they can dream, yeah. let alone try and step into that. And so by sharing different stories, I hope that people will be inspired and be like, hey, well, that person did that over there. Like, maybe I can too. And then they won't feel so alone in their struggles that there are others of us out there that are also struggling exactly. and, you know. Important. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. We're we're all walking our own path and all facing the same struggles without knowing each other. And and it's really important to connect in any way possible. You know, either be social media, through email, through Zoom. And Zoom's been so prevalent with COVID and and everything. Everybody's able to and and I guess the more you connect with like-minded professions. So for example, you focused on your profession and, and connecting with people in that, and that's how you're able to connect with people all over the world because there's that shared interest, there's that shared compassion towards, and I don't even know um, how to say that, but, but uh, you know, I, I, I found myself in the same boat, not that I, I lost my job or anything. In fact, I switched over to a new job, which was all 100% remote. But now that I spent more and more time in my office, I was able to convert it. I was able to go through that transformation myself, connect with, connecting with other people as well, people trying to start their podcast, people you know, uh, looking into becoming leaders in, in their own areas and finding their own whys. I think that's been 
that's been my biggest journey as well for the past two and a half years when I started my podcast, yeah. I was like, what is, what is my why? Like I'm, I'm learning from everybody else on, on their hobbies, how they made their side hustles into main hustles into, you know, main things. Yeah. And it's, it's just so amazing. Like there's, there's a, there's a parallel, there's a parallel story. There's like a same similar pattern throughout each of these conversations. And it's like, holy smokes, we're not that different. No, no, that's really interesting too. So um, the work I did with horses was originally more of a hobby because um, as a medical massage therapist, I'm exceptionally talented. I was really good at my job. I made really good money mm -hmm. <laughs> at what I did. Um, and so while I loved working with the horses and working with people, it was just nice to make enough money for to cover the expense of the horses. And then I was just like, yeah, this is great. I get to help people and you know, I work a lot and that's fine. And it wasn't until everything happened with COVID and I saw how much people were struggling around the world. Um, and just thinking about, my, I've had my own like serious struggles throughout life. Um, physiologically, psychologically, like it's, um, it's been a lot for me. Um, I we could, we could sit here all day long and chat and not <laughs> make you scratch the surface of it. Um, and that's why mindset is so important. And I talk to people a lot with the life coaching about emotional regulation because your internal landscape forms your external experience in life. And so to start empowering people, we empower them by teaching them emotional regulation. And then it makes it easier to pull down the walls and get to be more present and really allow your creative genius to come forth. And then you start to discover like, okay, what goals are we going to work on? Treating everybody differently because like everybody has a different storyline and you don't yeah. want to just create a box. Like here's my method. And like, I'm going to treat you like every other like person that comes by me. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. And um, you brought up the whole thing of how um, we're very similar. And that's something that I found a lot with all the interviews that I do, mm -hmm. reaching out to men all over the world for my, um, my global men's summit and trying to figure out what men are struggling with, like what it means to be a man in the world today. Like what does masculinity mean to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does it mean in Germany versus like anywhere in Africa in like, yeah, it's just really fascinating. The U.S. versus Brazil versus Australia versus China versus, you know, Kazakhstan, like all these different places, like talking to men. And it's really fascinating because the root of so many of the conversations is they struggle with the same things. Mm -hmm. There might be a slightly different storyline that informs them, at least from the men that I've, I've by no means talked to every man on the planet, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, talking to different, I have spoken enough in different cultures mm -hmm. though, to start hearing a similar, you know, flow of what they're struggling with. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating. And it's good to be reminded that we're all just humans. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like what culture from you're from, what gender you are, what color you are, what, you know, <laughs> if you have special needs, if you, <laughs> what it is, how much money you have in the bank. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We're all still living the human experience. Amen. I, I like that the emotional regulation and then the human experience. It's, it's so well put, you know, um, I think mental health has taken a a much bigger spotlight, I think this year and last year, a lot more than it has been before, plus social media, right? Those, yeah. those, um, those groups and those um, echo chambers and how 
it's coming more and more and it's it's okay to talk about it like and like a lot of people are posting like images you know this is somebody who like like physical disability versus mental disability you know you can't tell from the outset but it's there you know um yeah myself uh I, I don't know if I've been diagnosed. I have not been diagnosed, but you know, I I might suffer from ADHD or depression because you know we have those ups and downs. And and sure. what what do you do with it? How do you deal with it? You know, so there's I think communication and talking about it and and being open about how you're feeling. I think has helped. Like this past past few weeks, past few months, you know, I'm part of this um, group called Unconventional Leaders. They started doing coffee chats every single day where you're do, we're doing these Zoom calls every single day and we're getting to talk about and it it, it kind of helped me figure out my why. It kind of helped me open up a little more even, you know, it's been pretty interesting for sure. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, we all, we all tend to, you know, we struggle. I mean, part of the reason that I do the work that I do for life coaching and the different interviews is because when I was young, I did not feel seen or heard or understood. I felt so different from everybody else. And I was really different. Like I still am very different. I mean, there aren't very many people that would, you know, get rid of almost everything they own and pack up their truck and be like, okay, I'm going to go on the road now. Yeah. And like, I don't know where I'll stay or how long I'll stay in one place or, you know, like what's going to happen. I mean, it's a really particular kind of human. And I mean, I sold both of my horses mm -hmm. to cover my revolving bills for September and October wow. because I feel so passionately about what it is that I'm doing and just having faith that like, okay, like something will manifest before November so that I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to create that space where people could be their authentic selves mm -hmm. and they could lean into a community and they could find mentors and people they could talk to um, without judgment, without shame and be able to feel heard and feel seen and feel understood and be connected to the right people. Because yeah. we're not meant to serve everybody. We're meant to serve the people that come to us. And then if there are other practitioners of whatever field that indicate to that person, we send them to them because we want what's best for the human being, not what's best for our bank account. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you need, you need to be able to have those expenses covered, but then on top of that, having that fulfillment, right? Being fulfilled, being somebody who's doing something with their words, that's helping somebody overcome or helping somebody tell their journey, tell their story. Absolutely. Exactly. I love to connect people all over the world whenever I go to, to places. So I talked to this amazing human being. His name is Coach Omar. He's in New Jersey. And um, you guys should check him out if you don't know who he is. Just look him up on Facebook. Coach Omar. Uh, really inspirational guy. But he has this uh, phrase, it's 1% better every day. And I love that because a lot of us are just really thinking about like, oh, there's all these things that we have to like fix inside of ourselves or whatever. Or like, in some other realm of our lives. Um, but I love that. And then I think as I travel, I try to leave every place I go to at least 1% better than when I arrived. No, absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the things that um, Tony Robbins even talks about, just, just work 1% on 
on yourself every single day, improve 1%. And over yeah. time, it's going to compound. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. And just having grace. And I think that remembering forgiveness, not just for other people, because a lot of times we talk about forgiveness of others, but also forgiving ourselves psychologically yeah. and also forgiving our bodies. Because sometimes when we feel sick or we're in pain, we feel like our bodies are betraying us. Mm, interesting. And yeah. And so it's really important to forgive our bodies and be kind to our bodies and um, recognize what's going on and having that personal accountability for things. Um, Cause it's the whole picture, right? Yeah. Like it's not everything that's out, out here. Like it starts in here it does. Um, in here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that's, it's so important to have the insides of your, you know, like the mind and it, everything needs to be balanced and think and to get that balance. It's, it's really hard. It's like sometimes we, we wonder, you know, I'm, I'm eating all the right foods, I'm sleeping on time, but then you're missing something like you're not talking enough. You're not expressing because a lot of the times if you keep inside what you're thinking, I think that those words, those thoughts are also not good for your body. Yeah, they can cause something called somatic experiences and somatic pain. And a lot of people, um, I've noticed both as a life coach and as a body worker, people aren't in their bodies very often. Like if I had an extra dollar for every single time a person told me, I didn't know that it hurt there or you're making me hurt. And I'm just like, uh, no, you, you walked in for, with the pain. I just brought your attention to what was already in your body. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm and, one of those people. <laughs> and I'm not like invalidating anybody. I'm just being like, yes. And mm -hmm. we all it's like, especially for people that struggle and they're in um, chronic pain a lot, like, which is something that I've often dealt with throughout my life. Yeah. Um, and you go out of your body all the time. Like people that are in pain, they're in their heads a lot, or they're putting their attention outside of themselves. And, um, they're, they tend to be in a more reactive space, mm -hmm. but when you're allow yourself to be in your body, also like referred to as embodiment in case you see, um, practitioners of embodiment and whatnot for coaching, mm -hmm. um, it helps you to regulate your mind and your body if you allow yourself to be yeah. it. So for instance, if you put your hand on your thigh and then you thought about what it felt like, like, what does your hand feel like? Do you feel heat? Do you feel tingling? Do you feel the texture of your pants or your skin underneath your hand? Now feel that and focus on that and try and worry about anything else. Hmm. Many people will find it difficult to continue worrying when they're actually focusing on what they're feeling. Yes. Yeah. So true. And yeah. And so that's part of the beautiful thing when we work with horses. Horses require us to be present. They require us to be congruent, meaning that what we think, what we say, and how we act are in alignment. Because they can, when they're they not, sense you, right? Right. Because if you're not, then there's less trusting mm. that occurs. They're like, hmm, something doesn't quite match there energetically. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to go over here and keep my own personal space. Wow. You know, and they're looking for leadership like can i trust you and like that's what leadership is right yeah. in part is that creating a space where others can trust us and our decisions and our 
a voice, how we hold space for them. Yeah. And horses operate through nonverbal communication. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most people these days are in front of their computers, especially with COVID. They're on their phones. They have lost a lot of the ability to read the nonverbal communication from other oh people. Oh my God. The micro expressions. Somebody tightens their job and then tells you that everything's fine. It's just Look, fine. No, it's not. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, that just doesn't match. That doesn't match to me. Why do I suddenly have a sense of anxiety when I talk to you? Mm-hmm. It's because they're not congruent. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. And so how do we teach people how to notice the micro expressions in each other, in the horses? How do we read energy? So scientifically proven, we have an electromagnetic sphere that's around our entire bodies. It comes from our hearts. Mm -hmm. The same goes for horses. Horses are larger than we are. Their electromagnetic sphere is larger. So we stepped into that sphere and it helps regulate our bodies. It helps to calm our heart rate. It helps to release different chemical reactions in our brain, like are the feel good chemicals in our body, right? So we always joke, oh, girls are addicted to horses, not just guys. (laughs) It's like, no, like they literally are. They're having chemical reactions mm-hmm. in their brain when they get to go around horses. And so these are some of the things that allow us to work with horses. Wow. Horses don't have an agenda other to then basically keep themselves safe, right? Like if they're exactly. in the wild, then like they're going to want to procreate. They want to defend their families. They want to defend their, themselves, keep themselves Like, what just happened? <laughs> Did you just... <laughs> His generator went off, folks. There's crazy things happening in Vermont. And it's really important for us to just uh, hold space for him right now as he works through his technological difficulties. It's okay. This is life, people. This is life. This is what grace looks like as we support one another. <laughs> hey, look. And it works. <laughs> so I forgot to have a timer set up to shut off the studio at 6 o'clock. <laughs> so that was funny. My room can sense me or not sense me, I guess. (laughs) It's too funny. So so what I was saying is that it's, um, it's really great work to do with people, especially people who have experienced trauma because horses don't have a filter like people do. Like even like the best of us, like we have it, every person has an agenda, right? Positive or negative, somewhere along that spectrum, Mm -hmm. people have an agenda. Horses don't really have an agenda so much. They're just, simple. they're just present and their agenda is to keep themselves safe yeah. and be like, where's the water? <laughs> How am I going to interact with this human? Can I trust them? And so there tends to be less pushback, less ridging from people who are going through difficult times mm-hmm. and they can just receive the information from the horse. And that's a really beautiful thing. And that's why people transcend difficult spaces faster when working with a life coach, with an equine assisted learning practitioner, um, working on goal setting or anything else, academics, when they're working with a mental health provider, they're just able to go through it faster with less rigidity. Um, and that's why it's so profound. Wow. Especially, you know, people, most people would agree that when you go out into nature, you're going to be more relaxed. Yes. Absolutely. Typically horses are in nature. <laughs> yes. Horses are in nature. So it's a, it's a double edge. Yeah. <laughs> So there's that. And now there's, there's one step further though, is when people get to partner with Mustangs. Mm -hmm. So Mustangs are really beautiful creatures 
and they are like the ultimate in regards to the conversation when it comes to consent. Okay, so the conversation of consent has been really big in this country in the last year or so. And but we're still putting Mustangs in holding facilities and rounding them up with helicopters oh. and breaking up their family bands and putting them in containment with like the mares are in one spot, the geldings in, or stallions are in one rather, they're all stallions because they're wild. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been castrated yet. And, uh, and then the babies are in another pen. And then sometimes they're put into a squeeze chute and they're, they have halters put on them or shots given to them. And a friend of mine, he helps to rescue wild mustangs. And one of these horses had a halter on it for two years. Oh my God. Because no one could touch it. He was they so put it into his grease chute to put a, a halter on it. And then nobody else could touch it again. Wow. Now imagine Thanksgiving and a belt that was really tight that you put on beforehand. <laughs> and then you couldn't take, you it, take off. it off. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's just like it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing. The other thing about Mustangs, and I just bring that up because I think it's important for people to to understand what's happening to these beautiful creatures that are on our nation's lands, and um, that they're these sentient beings, yeah. and they're not. And sometimes they're in these holding facilities for years, wow. and it's really sad. And there's oh, I can't even. There's, there's a lot of Mustangs out there, like. I can't remember if it's hundreds of thousands that are in these holding facilities. Oh, wow. Like it's a, it's a lot. Why are they holding them? The government just wants to hold on to them so that the cattle in the free range states, so that the cattle and sheep farmers can have that space for their for their animals the to graze animals. rather than horses grazing on them. Right, and so sometimes um, but horses will eat sagebrush when <laughs> they don't have as much grass. And, um, but they, there's also the ecological effects of too many animals on any piece of land. And so they try to, there's different programs to try and give the horses birth control, which they can do by darting them. And there's like different issues with that. So there are a lot of pieces, but in regards to the work with horses for mental health and life coaching, the beautiful thing about partnering with Mustangs that have been tamed, domesticated and whatnot, is that domestic horses, um can shut down but mustangs if you shut down in the wild like you will die <laughs> like if you a, shut down a, a horse they'll uh huh if you shut down a horse in the wild or a mustang yeah if a, a mustang uh, type of horse in the wild if it shuts down it will potentially be eaten by like a lion oh, like wow. a mountain lion or, you know, a pack of wolves or coyotes or, you know, like different predators in the wild. Mm. And so there's that fight or flight. So like if a Mustang is given too much pressure, like it will double barrel kick you like with its back hose or it'll strike out at you. And some domesticated horses might do that, but they have a lot more bandwidth. Like they'll more likely shut down before they'll fight you. But Mustangs, you know, like if you put them, if you don't respect them mm. and you don't respect the proper gradient to engage with them, like they can be dangerous, Yeah. but they're dangerous because you didn't you. respect them. And that's the important difference. That's, that's really honoring where you're at and what you're trying to force on another being that's out there. And so they, they're, we call them like the best BS, de BS detectors because <laughs> 
the Mustang. So just be like, nope, that is not how you engage with me. Mm -hmm. And that's why the people that um, work with the Mustangs are really well-versed in the behavior in Mustangs to be able to keep people safe and their horses safe. And I bring that up because it's about that whole aspect of respecting humans and horses, dogs, you know, like whoever you want to engage with and where their boundaries are. Mm. And some people you can push for a long time and they'll either shut down or they'll eventually just (laughs) like blow up at you. Right. Um, and then you have other people that are more reactive and if you hit their buttons, like it's going to become a problem. And that's the thing about working with horses and being able to then transfer that information to like working with human beings. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say all Mustang. The Mustangs aren't bad to work no, with. No, they're awesome. Really, no, they're awesome. And we should all like fall in love with the Mustangs <laughs> of America. But one it's of my, just. One of my favorite movies was uh, with, can't remember the name of it right now, Hidalgo. Oh, I love that movie. I own that movie, actually. Yes. You're in that movie? <laughs> I own that you movie. Own movie. No, okay, I'm not good. in it. I should, I should just be in all the movies. You should be in all the movies. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, Spirit. Spirit was another animated series. I think that's also based yeah. on Mustangs, right? Yeah. They're, the Mustangs uh, are in that I one. I love the songs uh, that... Um, who did it? Brian Adams or Richard Gere? I think one... I keep, keep mixing them <laughs> <laughs> but no you're, you're like all of that you're saying here is you know like i just like human beings respond and and can take so much pressure the horses react the same way because they are beings they have brains it, it's very similar but they are more they have less filters than we do because they're like hey what are you doing over here what's your purpose <laughs> like can i just right they don't have the same filters because they're just really honest yes. horses are honest that like if you are willing to just keep an open mind and an open heart and be and not push and look for instant gratification if you just exist exist without expectation which is really difficult for most human beings yeah. um then you get to experience something that's truly magical and they help teach us how to be more present and how to engage with one another in a beautiful way without expectation, with just honoring another human being where they are and with the appropriate pressure. Like when you work with horses mm-hmm. and ideally with people too, you want to get the healthy response with the least amount of pressure. How soft can you be to get what you want yeah. in an engagement? You know, and not get what you want from manipulation, but to just like, honor a person like you don't want to be like a bull in a china closet right mm. like nobody likes that yeah nope. <laughs> especially not the most that creates afterwards <laughs> you have to clean up <laughs> mm. Mm. exactly oh my god and i can laugh at that because i used to be that person that was the bull in the china closet oh i was and so i can humbly like look at that and be like yep and i am so grateful for the tremendous amount of work mm. that i have done to try and be softer and it's a journey, you know, like oh, yeah. having grace, having forgiveness with ourselves, like having grace so that you can be present in the moment while constantly striving to be the best that you can is a really interesting place to be. It is. Be balanced. Absolutely. Wow. Man, we talked about so many cool things. So <laughs> where can I go and meet a horse? <laughs> 
Well, and another or, cool you thing know, about in that in that respect, I mean, I know some people. Uh, I, I actually had a guest on the podcast where she's she's got her own fjord. Um, oh, I love fjords. And she was, she was talking about how she she wasn't like she didn't think she was ready for a fjord because they are high maintenance, but then it helped her stabilize. Yeah, they really do. Just horses in general. Yeah. It's um it's really helpful like when you're having a rough day to get to just go out and just brush your horse. Sensory integration is a really big thing. It helps people just across the board. And during the time of COVID, um you don't always get to have that sensory experience mm -hmm. depending on where you live. But there are people out there that do virtual work with the horses so that you can still have that connection point. And I've found that to be so fascinating in the last few months as I've interviewed people from all over is that you have teams of people in literally entirely different states that can partner. It's amazing. And so like, for instance, there's somebody facilitating as the life coach in Missouri and their equine specialist is presenting horses in Minnesota. Oh, wow. And <laughs> And their mental health practitioner is in like Georgia. Oh my God. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, the person in Minnesota is, man, it's really windy here today. I can't hear anything or it's like pouring down rain. So the person calls their buddy in Texas and is like, hey, do you have internet? Like, can you, is, how's the weather there today? And they're like, oh yeah, no problem. I can totally just like walk around the field and point the camera at the horses. And then all of a sudden you have this great experiential um, session. That's that's amazing. Oh right? my God. Yeah. <laughs> so have faith. Even if you don't have people in your area, you can still have amazing life coaching and mental health sessions and equine assisted learning sessions with horses. There's something called horse powered reading. Mm -hmm. And so you can help work with your kids with horses and academics. Hold on one second. My wife's been calling me. My kids have a class at six o'clock. I totally forgot. <laughs> So <laughs> the lights went off. We'll be right Bam. after these messages. <laughs> Are you sure she didn't time that? That she turned off the lights? I don't that she's know. like, <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold on one sec. I'll be right back. Sure. Welcome back. We welcome back to the episode. We have we've got Alicia Bus on the episode today, and we talked about so many fun things. <laughs> Origins. So many fun things. So many fun things. Fun to serious. And um, so, just before we, just before we finished, uh, finished the last conversation, we were talking about how it's so cool to work with animals, work with people, and the joy and the grace that it comes because you just get to get to be yourself. I think that's that's the most important. Like when we're not able to be ourselves, that's when all the problems start happening. Yeah, when we're not able to be ourselves and we're not able to articulate our needs to others to facilitate that that safe space for us to be ourselves. And um, so that's the beautiful thing about working with horses is they really help us to hold our boundaries and to communicate our needs. And that's something that I feel like for most people is kind of like the root of all of our struggles. That if you could just do those two things, yeah. 
that your life would be radically different. Man, radically different lives. Living to your fullest potential, right? Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Just getting to be all of your beautiful self. Like every single human being on this planet has value. Amen. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt at all. And that's why we talk about on this podcast, you know, figuring out those journeys, walking through those journeys and, and finding these similarities and other differences because we can start picking out on the differences, but we're all the same people. Like we are one race. They don't say there's we're two races. <laughs> we're one <laughs> race, right? That's a human race. Yes, we're all human. We all have strengths and weaknesses. We all have struggles to one degree or another. Yeah. Like it is a rare human being on this planet that is balanced and has a level of communication and boundaries that really facilitates their needs and the needs of all around them to have the best experience possible. They're out there. Yeah. They're people that we get to strive to be, um, to be the role models for the rest of the people in our community. But having grace as we strive towards being that person is what's really important. It's not make, that making mistakes is a bad thing. Yeah. It's what we do with the mistakes that we make that makes exactly. the difference in who we are and our character. And it's okay to, to make mistakes because that's how we learn. I mean, Thomas Alvarez, yes. 10,000 tries. <laughs> right. Yes, we have to stretch into that uncomfortable space so that we can experience who we are. Mm -hmm. Because like you can stay small or you can be expansive yeah. and you can reach to heights that you never thought possible within yourself. And I'm sure that sounds cliche to some people, but it really is true. And, it, and like having patience with yourself, because like, while you may want to reach a goal really quickly, it takes time. Yeah. You don't take a fourth grader and put them into college. Mm -hmm. Like you pay attention to the structure and the gradient at which you receive knowledge and process it. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Not for themselves, not for their children. They, their intention is oftentimes really good. Like I'm a teacher as well. I have my bachelor's and master's in education mm -hmm. and a Waldorf teaching certificate. So like I've taught in first grade and third grade and sixth grade and that's something that I saw in parents is that they wanted their kids to be in a place that they weren't well intended, mm -hmm. right? But having that patience and really meeting human beings where they are in that moment will get you to your end goal yeah. so much faster in building that foundation with grace and love and nurturing than you ever will by trying to force feed somebody anything Amen. at any age. Take it to church. <laughs> That's my, my friend Heather Parody. She's like, taking us, we're going to church today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So we've had some really uh, deep conversations. Important to take those uh, gradients. Go, go. Go, I mean, you're not going to jump to the first floor. You got to take those 14 steps to get up there. You, right. can, you can skip a couple of them. 
Yeah, sometimes you're having a great day, like yeah. you got good yeah. sleep, you're eating really healthy food, you had a really fun experience with one of your friends and you're in an awesome headspace and you're like, you're dialed in and you're talking to somebody that has the same like multiple intelligence mm-hmm. that you do, then you can you can go really far, really fast. Yeah. But sometimes you're going to talk to somebody that processes information differently than you do mm-hmm. and it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, <laughs> it doesn't mean you're stupid the other person is. It just means that you guys process information differently. Yes. And then you're going to have to expand your mind and let go of your ego and talk about that subject from a slightly different angle than you normally would to be able to get your concepts across. Yeah. Man, so much powerful conversation. All right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to <laughs> the fun you. part. <laughs> Where's the fun part? <laughs> Where's the fun? It hasn't all been fun? What are you talking about? Like, they're like making funny fun, faces. quick and questions, like, yes. <laughs> no, this is, this is great, uh, Alicia. This is so much, um, I mean, we're connecting in, in a totally different level, and that's what I love. I mean, I keep telling everybody on the podcast that I have on the guest, the conversations are, are so fulfilling, so rich. And so full of emotions, so full of depth and wisdom. It's it's just beautiful. So I like to bring some lighter side of it things towards the end of the episode. That's, I'm good with it. Bring it. I love to have a good time. People that are my dear friends think that I am a big fan of being silly. All right. So there is, there's time and place for all things. Yes, absolutely. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Ah, the one hobby that I wish that I got into would be playing the piano. Mm. And so sometimes I'll go to people's houses or I'll go to stores if I'm being very brave. And um, when, uh, sometimes I say when like nobody's looking, I'll (laughs) I'll just sit there and I'll like play chopsticks because that's about the only thing that I know how to play on the piano. But sometimes I'll just go a little crazy and I'll just like try and make up a little song. And um, there's just something about the piano that hits me on a soul level. So I, I wish that that was something that I had learned how to play so that I could express that piece of myself and fall into that magical spiritual realm that music creates for people. Absolutely. That's, that's a really awesome and amazing hobby to get into. I've always wanted to try that. I was going to say, what about you? Uh, what is the one hobby that I wish I got into? Yeah. Um, I think piano was one of them. I've said um, the problem with me is I've I've taken up a lot of hobbies <laughs> in the past few years. I haven't left any unturned. Like music is definitely one of them. I haven't. I, I played the bass one time. Tried to nice. learn the guitar, and I was I was wondering if I needed a left-handed one or a right-handed one. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, music is one of them that that I wanted to get into. Interesting. I had I had another one, but um, uh, that's a little bit more fun, which is base jumping, like the wingsuits. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do that, but I've had two low back surgeries, so that that one unfortunately is probably off the table yeah. for me at this point. But I see them all the time. And a guy I went to high school with, he was, um, became really famous in that particular realm, and I was like, "Ooh, that's so cool!" And um, yeah, nice, awesome. So that one. I love it. What did you want to be when you were a child? Ooh, what did I want to be when I was a child? Um, this is really, I think it's funny. So I wanted to be a lot of things. 
Uh, I, but I really wanted to be a spy. Oh. So um, I, <laughs> I lost so many things I wanted to be, but I wanted to be a spy because I grew up watching like all the 007 like James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, like, I love Indiana Jones. Um, and then when Laura Croft came out, you know, like, but that was in my twenties. Right. So like, that doesn't necessarily count, but it's that same sort of thing. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I loved, like, I love super superheroes too. Um, I'm a big fan Wolverine and like all that cool stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted to be a spy so that I could learn a whole bunch of different languages and I could, and I love, I love weaponry. Mm-hmm. So like a random piece of information for people. <laughs> I absolutely love weaponry, like swords, knives, mm-hmm. you know, like different things, <laughs> like archery stuff. Um, like guns are fun, but it's not so much like I don't own a gun or anything. I do, however, own a bow nice. and arrows that are in my truck right now. And, um, and I left my, my FA at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, nice. I climb trees. I wore a slip, and we had like the cubic zirconia, um, like earrings, mm-hmm. and so you had this fake plastic thing that looks like a, a diamond, basically. And I'd open it up, and I have two younger brothers; they're two and four years younger than me. And so I would climb these trees in like this white satin like shift or whatever, and I'd have my cubic zirconia, and I'd be like. <laughs> my brothers and I would run around the 15 acres That's that I grew funny. up on and we would be done to be <laughs> That's too funny. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Okay. I, was, I should have asked. I'm like, do you want short answers for these and like not backstory? I'm like, are we short on time? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I, I hear my daughter screaming in the back, and and uh, my wife's like, "Why did you give her the iPad?" Like, oh. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have a, I have a couple. Can I can I give two? Yeah. Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um. So my favorite TV shows. I don't watch necessarily a lot of TV, especially now that I'm on, on the road. But Game of Thrones, when it was out, I was like, oh my gosh amazing i loved everything about game of thrones Mm -hmm. i love horses obviously uh i love dragons like so much (laughs) i know why you do yeah 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 i totally do and um i loved all the exceptionally strong female characters in that series um like the acting of every single person on that series was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. Um, and so that's that's why I love that particular series. And then Outlander, um, I am just so in love with that show because the, um, the cinematography in that TV show mm-hmm. is so on point. And the actors, again, phenomenal acting yeah. for everyone involved. And um, the main characters are just beautiful, beautiful human beings, not just with their outward appearance, mm-hmm. which obviously they're like stunningly gorgeous, <laughs> the two main characters. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, if anybody out there knows Sam Hugan, the star of that show, you should definitely have him like contact, contact me. You. All right, for sure. And just like to talk to me in general about all the things because 
he was he went to school at a Waldorf school, which is super interesting. Nice. And so he like he's a great storyteller. But I love um, the character Claire in that because she's such a strong personality. Mm. She's incredibly resourceful. She's incredibly intelligent, and um, I just love both of those people, like on and off the screen. Like all joking aside, with how beautiful they are, like I just really love what they do in the world. So nice, I love it, love it. All right, this question you're gonna like. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh my goodness! Oh jeez! <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's the hardest one ever. Oh, it's so hard. What movie? I got to play a character in it. Um. I think I'd probably have to say the Avengers because I love superheroes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and let's just be frank about it. There's so much eye candy on that screen. Like, it's just like, wow, just across the board. Just be like, what? Yes. Just, yes. what? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to be really real. It's super fun. Um, no, they're just, they always seem like they're having such a good time. Um, as a cast, um, both on and off the screen. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just that I'd get to be a superhero and be around such beautiful people, but they all seem like just like such genuinely good human yeah. beings yeah. that have fun. And I love to be a total like jokester and give people <laughs> <time>. <laughs> You should see me playing pool. The amount of, oh my goodness gracious. Mm. I, that's the one thing I missed like during COVID. I miss being able to go out and play pool. My pool stick is actually in my truck. <laughs> in the hopes that I will someday stay at somebody's house who has a pool, a pool table. table in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> what, you got pool? I got my stick, I got my stick ready. I totally have my stick. Nice. She's beautiful. She's like black snakeskin, like graphite. She's really pretty. Wow, awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Next question, who is your favorite superhero? Oh, who is my favorite superhero? You know, it's interesting because we just talked about the Avengers, mm -hmm. right? So I have two different superheroes. They're both in that movie. So um, Black Widow, I love her. And I love the fact that Scarlett Johansson plays her. Yes. Um, I love her because of how complex she is. I mean, it's not just that she's like this badass fighter mm -hmm. and that she rides motorcycles and does all this cool stuff, all of which I totally love. Um, I just love the depth to her and that there's so much, there's just so much more than meets the eye. Yeah. And that's really cool. Um, and how, yeah. And so, and then we have Captain America and I love him, even though he seems kind of like a Boy Scout sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I love him as a character because he um, he's really loyal. Yeah. He's... And he has a really high level of integrity. And that even when it's awkward and uncomfortable and difficult, he still sticks by what he believes. That's so true. He, he, yeah. he definitely has one of those really deep characters and very just do the right thing right yeah and even in in a uh, person in real life that's how he is 
It's beautiful. Yeah. I just love it. That's another person I wanted to talk to about, like for my men's summit and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, just as a character, those would be my my two favorites because like they're they're deep and uh, you know it's funny they're like both kind of stoic in their own way. Yes, it's funny <laughs> you keep you keep answering in twos. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah, when's your birthday? Uh, June fourth. June fourth. Yeah. Must be like why we just instantly connected. I know, right? It's like we're that. like there's, there's something there's something weird. <laughs> That's funny. Like I hadn't even really thought about the fact that I kept answering in twos. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. This whole whole like struggling to decide on just one thing in life. I'm just like, mm. uh, can I have two? <laughs> I've got two arms. Two arms, two legs, two ears. Right. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, last question. Oh, the last one. If you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is this board game, and I feel like I always say the wrong name, and it's actually on the table in the room next, like two rooms over. Um, and I think it's called Inappropriate Phrases. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, okay. except it's with accents. Mm. So um, there are lots of really funny accents. And so like you could be have a Spanish accent or you could have a Japanese accent or you could have a gangster accent mm. or you could have a pirate accent or you could have an orgasm accent, or you could have a robot accent. And then basically you pick the cards that are like the phrases that are really inappropriate. And you, everybody has to say the phrase in whatever the gold card was for the accent. And it's hilarious. Nice. And um, so I just, and so that's what I would be because when I don't have to be professional, I definitely have a really good time with, being inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Being inappropriate in the appropriate groups appropriate, of people. Yes. Because those are the only appropriate times to be inappropriate, exactly. right? Like, because we want to stay within our scope of morality. Yeah. And, um, but man, you get a good group of friends together and a couple drinks in and it turns into quite the party. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll have to check out that game for sure. Sounds awesome. It comes in a gold box. You know, what if old guys like looking guys on it, old fashioned? Um, no, um, what if there was a, I mean, I, I keep thinking of, of doing a game show where, you know, we pick a game and then we like the four people that are on the, on the zoom call are playing the game, same game. And, you know, a version of playing that game or cards against humanity, because it's all around, like we can't really get together in person and, you know, sometimes, right. You don't find the same people having the same, like I hang out with my brother-in-law and, and family, but we talk about things that are more general. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of like checked out of this conversation, <laughs> but. Yeah, we just need to, you know, sometimes you just need to be silly. Yes. Like it's so important. And I mean, especially as adults, we really need to tap into that little kid energy. 
and do things that we did when we were little kids and not judge ourselves and being like, oh, like we need to be more mature. No, no, you really need to retap into that place where you could just have that pure joy and figure out what wonder looks like. Because if anybody is struggling with wonder, that is definitely a part of yourself that you need to rediscover because it's really a very important part of being human. Because we're adulting all day long. When do we give a when do we get a break, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I work a lot. Like I did a live about that just like a couple days ago, I think. And um especially when I'm on the road without structure, it makes it harder for me to be like, oh no, like I need to actually go do something fun, right? Because I'm like, oh, there's guilt involved. I haven't done enough today. <laughs> you know, and like how do we man how do yeah. we carve that time out of each of our days to just get to have fun and decompress? And um it should be more than just watching TV. Right. Like something wrong with watching TV, but I think we do need to expand our range and do more interactive, like literally physiologically. We need it on a physical level. Sensory input is important and not just to be here. Yeah. And and I, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of it. I mean, uh, everyone's, well, it's been a while since I went out and, and rode my bike and then, putting my kid to sleep and by the time I do that I'm falling asleep and then so we're we're all have we're all pretty high strung right now. It's pretty Yeah. It's been pretty insane. It's been pretty insane. Boxing can be really helpful for that. Boxing? Yes. Okay. Need to go buy just go get a speed bag or like one of those clown dolls that's like a blow up and then you and your kid can both hit it. It's super entertaining. And then you just end up laughing and you get that kinetic energy out of your body. And it's really good. If I hadn't had two back surgeries, I would still be out there playing football with my friends. Nice. Because um, I used to play football with my brothers yeah. growing up. I can, I can throw a hell of a, a spiral still. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just making fun things. Like people need to get that kinetic um, energy out. Like if you just play volleyball, like get one of those blow, like volleyball things like outside yeah. or like if you don't have very many breakable items, totally do it in the house. It makes it more entertaining. <laughs> it does make it entertaining. <laughs> oh my goodness well Hello bites, building forts you should totally still play like build couch forts mm-hmm. even if you don't live with anybody else yeah we we did uh we did a bunch of those and and um i'm actually knitting a chair for one of my kids with rope that's so cool it's, I, I i bought these pvc pipes i put them together as a chair and then i'm just knitting the sitting part of it and um that's awesome. well done dude yeah it's pretty, it's pretty fun <laughs> well Alicia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. This was a ton of fun. Where can my audience find you? You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. They can find me on Facebook um, under Alicia Jane Bus. That's E-L-Y-S-I-A. And then Jane, J-A-N-E. And then Bus, B-U-S-S. For those of you who can only hear this and not see it. <laughs> um, you can also find me at Global Equine Affiliates. Um, you type that into Google, you should be able to find my website. Um, otherwise it's www.dreams, D-R-E-A-M-E-S dash lifecoaching.com. And you can find me for virtual life coaching. You can read about my projects that I'm doing for filming as I tour the United States to help increase visibility for the equine assisted learning and mental health field. You can learn more about the Global Men's Summit that I'm doing here in mid-November. Um, lots of cool things coming up. Nice. So, or if you just have amazing stories of how you're making the world a better place or playing with horses, please contact me. I love to hear 
people's stories. I'm a collector of stories. Yes, I love it. Well, I'll be sure to include all the links to Thank your you resources so and the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you again so much. Have an awesome evening. Thank you. You too. You'll have fun with your daughter and your wife. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 